The following is a podcast from a qualified senior care provider heard on the Answers for Elders radio show. And welcome back to Answers for Elders radio, everyone. I am here with a first time, very special guest by the name of Karen Typhor. And Karen is with Aging Care Consultation Services. Karen, welcome to the program. Thank you. I, you know, I love this um, pronunciation of your name because I'm Swedish. Ah. So obviously, I don't know what your nationality is, yeah. but I'm Swedish as well. well it's that's some of my the, family background. I have two cousins. Um, my one cousin, her name is Anna Karen, mm-hmm. and I always loved that. That's just a you know definite uh, connection for me. Yeah. So let's say we have something in common. Yeah. So Karen is here, everyone, and and I think it's a really important thing. We have not done enough on this topic. And that is talking about advanced directives. And, you know, it's kind of a, a blanket legal term that we don't necessarily know what those are. And so obviously, um, first of all, before we begin, what does that mean, that blanket term, Karen? The advanced directives. Uh-huh. We're generally talking about legal documents uh-huh. where you've set out your wishes for mm-hmm. what you want to happen in your later life or Mm -hmm. at the end of life Mm -hmm. um, if you're not able to communicate those decisions yourself. Right, right. And, and, you know, there's people just think it's just the standard form (laughs) that you really don't have a choice. And I think this is one thing that when you have the right type of planning, you can make all kinds of determinations, can't you? Right. As far as what happens when you can't speak for yourself. Yes. So tell me a little bit about um, what's most important. In this process, you know, I think the most important thing is the conversation mm-hmm. to uh, whether it's for yourself to sit down and talk with your doctor about it or to mm-hmm. sit down with your family and talk about it. Um, if you're a family member with an older loved one that you're trying to help, to really sit down and have the conversation. Um, and it's not, you know, you're going to die soon, but <laughs> it's, I want to make sure that I'm giving the right kind Absolutely. of support that you want me to do Absolutely. for you as you age. Um, and, and so it, the conversation is really the first part. There's a great um, resource for folks called End of Life Washington that mm. has packages and all kinds of information on their website that people can download as far as um, conversation starter kits and ways that you can ask questions about different kinds mm-hmm. of issues that um, need to be talked about. And mm-hmm. it's very helpful because when these things aren't talked about, it can be very uncomfortable to try right. to start talking about it. Right. And, it, you know, that that's the uncomfortable piece. Nobody mm-hmm. wants to talk about end of life. Um, right. You know, and yet that is such a huge piece of elder care and mm-hmm. in, a, in the whole, because that's really what you're doing is you're, is you're, you know, you're in the twilight of your life, you know, mm-hmm. you're in the sunset of your life and, mm-hmm. and understanding that there is and responsibility there to your loved ones. Because I think as the family caregivers and the adult children out there, they all want to do right by you. Yes. They just don't know how unless you communicate it. And how would they know how? Exactly. And it's like we've had, um, you know, Dan White here from Washelli, Mm -hmm. and he's talked a lot about, you know, these things need to be taken care of in advance. And one of the things we talk about is that, you know, if there's no pre-planning done in advance for, you know, even your final wishes, mm-hmm. the, your family members will tend to spend 80% more mm-hmm. than what you really, the typical person actually would want. Right. So the idea is obviously is that, you know, having these conversations as difficult as they are, mm-hmm. um, 
really is a service to your loved ones. And I think that's right. really the key here is mm-hmm. to make sure that they know and that you appoint the right individuals that or one person or more than one that right. have, you know, that you trust to make those decisions on your behalf mm-hmm. is too is important. And that's, again, where that conversation comes in. Mm-hmm. Um, even if you feel really comfortable with the person that you're choosing to list as your power of attorney, for example, um, you still want to talk with them about what your wishes are because, you know, the document's one thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the person that you name is your agent, which is what it's called in, in the power of attorney document, you're right. naming an agent to be your agent, Correct. to speak for you. And if they don't know what you meant when you set that document out, they're going to have a hard time acting as you would mm-hmm. like them to act. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it's also important, as you said, to know, designate more than one person. Mm-hmm. Because if that first agent is out of the country, out of town, none available, sick, Mm-hmm. Um, it could be any number of things. Then you have to have another backup person. And in these documents, you can name as many backup people as you want. Right. Um, what people don't realize is that under state law, there is, you know, if you don't designate anyone, there's a default. And if you're Very married, true. that's your spouse. If you're not married, it could be your your adult children who all have to agree. <laughs> and not to mention, children. and if you're at in adversity or you know you're you don't have that connection you'll be a ward of the state correct and the state will make the decisions for you right which is even crazier yes <laughs> and i was just talking with a guardian who's been working with um cases where people have been in the hospital for months yeah. because they can't find a guardian to help oh, make wow. that decision of what their long-term care should be mm-hmm. so and in that case that person doesn't have any voice no and like you said about families spend more when they don't know what their loved one's wishes are for like funeral arrangements. Mm -hmm. I'd argue it's even, you know, by a factor greater than that for medical care because someone might not want any, you know, any prolongation of their life. Exactly. But the family is thinking we have to do everything for them. Right. And think about the medical. Keep them alive forever. Right. And the medical community, that's their job is to keep people alive and well. Mm -hmm. So that's what they default to as well. Absolutely. So what kind of documents, um, Karin, do we need to make sure that that these need to be in place? What kind of I think the key ones are a um, a durable power of attorney for healthcare. Mm -hmm. Durable means that it it endures even if the person that signed the document has a lost capacity, meaning mm-hmm. maybe it's a diagnosis of dementia or some other uh, means by which they can't make their own decisions anymore. That mm-hmm. means that power of attorney document will endure. Got it. Um, and then there's usually two powers of attorney, one for medical mm-hmm. or health care and one for financial or sometimes right. called for estate. Right. Um, or and, attorney in fact, it's also called. Well, the right. attorney, in fa- attorney in fact just refers to the agent that's right. named okay. in the document. Okay. Um, everybody thinks it's an attorney. It's not a no. lawyer, but it's, it's yeah. your agent. Yes. Um, And so it could be the same person. It could be different people. Uh, My sister and I, for example, are named um, one is primary on one, one is primary on the other, and the other is secondary. So Uh we can can both do uh, anything that my parents would want us to do. Um, but then the the third one I think that's that's crucial is an advanced directive for medical care. Absolutely, and that's where you lay out what kind of medical care would you want in what kind of situation. Like if you're, you know, if, for example, uh, you have a heart attack, do you mm-hmm. want to be resuscitated? And lots of people think, well, of course I do. Well, if, if you have osteoporosis, having CPR is going to fracture all those ribs Correct. into your chest. You could puncture Correct. a lung, um, you could puncture <clears throat> other organs. Uh, if you have uh, end stage cancer, maybe you don't want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, resuscitated by all means. And there's all kinds of decisions that you can make um, about different kinds of of treatments or not. That's great. We are talking here again to Karin Tyfor. And Karin, you are from Aging Care Consultation Services. Tell me a little bit about your role in all this. 
Well, I kind of work as a you know, as a consultant in that I can help people work through, mm-hmm. uh, look at what problems they might be having or challenges they might be facing, mm-hmm. and figuring out what their options for action or solutions are, mm-hmm. uh, as well as you know, look at the positives or, or mm-hmm. negatives of different actions and what might be most helpful. I also do comprehensive evaluations or assessments of people at home wow. um, to see how they're functioning in their home environment. I you. can do everything from cognitive testing and looking at someone's decision-making capacity all the way to the home safety mm-hmm. environment, um, oh, wow. you know, trying Important. to reduce those risks of whether it's, you know, things that could contribute to falls or um, safety issues. And then if families are looking for an alternative living situation, mm-hmm. I don't help people find that place, but I help them figure out what do they, what kinds of things are important to them. Sure. And for example, if someone has dementia or, or has some memory problems and may develop dementia, I might suggest that they consider looking at places where they do provide memory care so yeah, that they that wouldn't have sense. to move again down the road. Yes. But I refer on to other professionals who can help find the perfect place That's for them. That's ideal. Yeah. And you know... I mean, we cannot say enough about having these conversations and, and, you know, dotting your I's and crossing your T's. And the other thing is, even if mom, you think mom or dad already have those documents in place, how long ago was that? Right. There, there has been all kinds of legal laws that have changed mm-hmm. since if, if these documents are more than like three to four years old, from what I understand, they still should be reviewed. Yes. Um, and make sure that there's not any additional factors. I mean, with our healthcare laws have changed, mm-hmm. our legal laws are changed, the tax laws have changed, mm-hmm. all different types of laws have changed. And mm-hmm. so it's all always you know really important that these documents are reviewed at the very least every three years right and i would say even more often if you have circumstances change well if circumstances change absolutely um you know the other thing is you may decide to change your agents right you know you never know what what happens in my mother's case she had appointed my sister-in-law well my my brother and sister-in-law got a divorce Ah, (laughs) and so here was her former daughter-in-law that was on her paperwork and Mm so Obviously, she had to transfer those documents over, and it mm-hmm. was almost too late. Luckily, right. she still had enough um, co- you know, cognitive abilities to do that. Mm-hmm. But it was also kind of hard, too, right. because she was going like, why are you taking it away from me? Well, because <laughs> it's really different now. Yeah. But, yeah. So all of those things obviously need to be mm-hmm. reviewed, and, and right. really it's okay to mm-hmm. trade those things over and right. as, as you see circumstances change from mm-hmm. – loved ones. So the final thing I want to talk about before we close is talking about Alzheimer's and dementia. Um, right. That's a whole other story. Yes. Um, so fill me in about how that affects the advanced directive. Well, I think, like you said, with someone with dementia, you know, <clears throat> making any change to their documents, the the level of cognitive ability that you have to have to be able mm-hmm. to make various legal decisions is, you know, it's it's not that you have capacity or you don't have capacity. Someone could have dementia, even moderate dementia, but still have the wherewithal to understand this is my daughter or, mm-hmm. you know, this is the person that I want to make my decisions for me. Right. Um, and still sign those documents, even if they have a diagnosis of dementia. That's where that uh, capacity assessment is so important. Right, right. And the other thing is there is an advanced direction advanced directive for Alzheimer's, dementia, and mental health. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. And so obviously you can go in and determine what kind of things need to happen happen, mm-hmm. and what documents need to be put in place, right. I'm assuming. Right. So Karin, how do we reach you? 
Uh, I have a website that's agingcareconsult.com. And on my website, there's a form you can email me Mm -hmm. if you have any questions. That's great. And I welcome people to call me or email me anytime. Absolutely. I'm happy to answer any questions. And what areas just do you serve? Like what what is your main... Radius. I live in northeast Seattle, so I cover all of King County. I go up into Snohomish County and even to Pierce or Skagit. That's um, great. My parents are in Olympia, so I'll even go down there. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, Karen, thank you so much for being on the program. We look forward to having you on again. Thank you. Answers for Elders Radio Show with Suzanne Newman hopes you found this podcast useful in your journey of navigating senior care. Check out more podcasts like this to help you find qualified senior care experts in areas of financial, legal, health and wellness, and living options. Learn about our radio show, receive our monthly newsletter, receive promotional discounts, and meet our experts by clicking on the banner to join the Senior Advocate Network at AnswersForEldersRadio.com. Now there is one place to find the Answers for Elders. It's time to rethink, renew, and reimagine retirement. Hey everybody, Jared Sebesta here, host of Retire Repurposed. Now, this podcast is about the non-financial parts of retirement, which many times can be even more challenging than the financial. We believe retirement is not the end, rather the beginning of what could be the most impactful, purposeful, and fulfilling season of a person's life. So don't retire, become repurposed. To listen now, search Retire Repurposed on your favorite podcast platform, Senior Resource, or Life Audio.